Hola, Lily. I'm oh so excited to hear about what you've got in store for this evening for the O episode. Oh, hello there, Hannah. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm very well. <laughs> well, yeah, I got I got the O's for you. Um, today, O is for one hit wonder. Excellent. Yeah, it might not be exactly what you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm tried to veer away from the pop, but I may have veered too far into something else. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're just going to get straight right in. Okie I'm just going to just wait till you hear this. I know you love it. Ooh. <laughs> I think I preempted this a couple of episodes ago, didn't I? <laughs> It was, it was going to come up at some point. There's that awful feeling of dread and inevitability to it. Damn, what are we going to do for V then? I feel like doing that, I don't know, what is it, electric slide or something with a little fist bump at the end. Go for it. I don't know, do you remember that? A swig of your delicious two birds, winter fruits gin. Don't ruin the tune, Hannah. <laughs> You're taking, you're taking uh, focus off banging days it's of the 91. It's got ice in it, <laughs> baby. <laughs> nice ice, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, did you uh, did you love it when it came out? Uh, no. <laughs> did you? Is the short answer. I did. You did? Yeah, really? I know. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Yeah. It's gone. It's over for me. <laughs> I've admitted it. I've said it out loud. I'm sure my brother would out me for Oh, dear. Uh-huh. What can I say? I was young. I was very young. Impressionable, etc. cetera. <laughs> are we listening to the whole thing? Yes, of course we are. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, so where should we start? Ovs, it's vanilla ice, which is classic ice, ice baby. Oh, it's so distracting. <laughs> um, okay, vanilla ice. What's next? Real name. Face to face. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. <laughs> okay. Wakefield. Uh, oh, what have we got in store? <laughs> All right, Vanilla Ice, also known as Robbie Van Winkle. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. It is a very unfortunate thing. Uh, originally from uh, Texas, oddly. Okay. And then relocated to Florida where he came into contact with, you know, Thug life. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause him actually because you know he's just it's distracting me. Oh, that's a shame. So Not. yes, Robbie Van Winkle uh, famously got the shit kicked out of him in the press for faking a rapper hard life type exterior, uh, suggesting that he was a drug runner who'd been shot at. <laughs> I know a lot. A, a lot of this research um, on him, I, I spent just laughing out. I literally laughed out loud to myself. Oh, Robbie, it's, he's he's just priceless. He really is. <laughs> we didn't know he is, but he really is. Um, um, there's conflicting reports as to whether that's true. He uh, he, um, I don't know if it's true. He said he's told 
the press that he was stabbed five times during this infamous drug run and that, you know, he was in a pool of blood and he nearly died. And <clears throat> anyway. It's not not cool, Robbie. Lily would have loved you anyway. Uh, I did, I, did I say love? <laughs> did, I, did I say that? No, I didn't. Um, obviously, it sounds to me anyway, I, I, won't, I won't torture you with excerpts from um, different interviews with him, but... Um, I thought you were going to say his autobiography for a moment. <laughs> Has he got an autobiography? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't want to know. Um, all I'll say is, sort of, just to round that up, is that I think if I had to spend any quality amount of time with him, I'd sort of want to maim him too. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he's mellowed out a little bit now, old Van Winkle. No, oh. uh, you'd think, wouldn't you? No, he, he really hasn't. Um, well, I'll get to that. Um, so he originally found fame as a support act for MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, it really, apparently MC Hammer is like a completely made up type thing. I did mean to research that in, in slightly more depth, but I didn't. But apparently he's a bit of a, yeah, not really a rapper like a... You know, just to put together job. Rappers don't really wear Aladdin pantaloons <laughs> like MC Hammer did. Well, let's just say that someone I know very well suggested to me that he had several pairs back in the 90s. What MC Hammer did or your friend? My friend. <laughs> did he model himself? May or may not live in the same house as me. <laughs> 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 Who also had a mullet and highlights. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm sorry he was a hair model that's unforgivable the pantaloons not so much i'm sorry mystery <laughs> person um anyway um i i feel it's a one hit wonder do you agree a wonder uh no well, it, it was it one was hit, hit Hannah. you may not have bought it <laughs> was you it may wonderful? not have liked it <laughs> but it's uh, okay. it definitely was a hit but is it a one hit i mean i think that uh, the hallmark of one hit wonder here is can you mention anything else? Like an actual name of a song? I don't remember any other Vanilla Ice songs, no. Right, then to me... That... But I wasn't a fan, so maybe fans could. You'd hope a fan could. No, because you're not a fan of this, but you know it. You probably, dare I suggest, know some of the lyrics? Well, yeah, that's not difficult. <laughs> yeah, okay, take my size baby out, obviously. Oh, hang on. Come on, uh... Come on dig it up, dig it up. Uh, no, no, don't think so. Really? Come on. Oh, maybe doesn't he go, ah, I know that bit. <laughs> <laughs> or was that just me sipping my gin? Mm. I think you're protesting too much. I feel like I might have to contact your mum on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the other lyrics. You're going to quote them back. You don't don't feel like you have to play the song again. Because nope. you really don't. I am going to play a little bit more of it in a bit. But um, anyway, let's just say um, he's a... Truth bender. <laughs> I don't want to say the L word. Let's just say he, the, the the version of truth that he sees may not be the accepted truth as other people may see it. He's partial to a porky pie. He, <laughs> hmm. um, he did weirdly. So he was like, no, 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 it's all true. I'm proper thug, you know, blah, blah, blah. Even though people are like. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a white shell suit. <laughs> No, no, you would be dead now if, <laughs> if you even tried with uh, that hairdo. Um, but he did admit to um, gay bashing in his past. Oh, not cool. So, yeah, you'd think ben he'd want to... I've forgotten his name again. Conceal. Robbie. 
fan. Yeah, cool. Just gonna call him Rip. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's not Rip just yet. <laughs> he's still cracking on. But back to Ice Ice Baby. So um, this song um, famously uh, samples Under Pressure. Oh, of course. Yes. Which was written uh, collaboratively by David Bowie and the band Queen during a jam session in Switzerland. I think they were supposed to record something else and it just didn't go well or anyway, they were hanging out. And, and this kind of came out of a bit of a jam. Were they very flattered by Vanilla Ices? Oh, I'll get to that. Um, the video was banned by the, by the BBC. This is the Queen Bowie collab. Um, that video was banned by the BBC. Um, Why? Well, Top of the Pop specifically, um, because it was a montage of historical uh, moments and film clips, and it included um, some explosions during the Troubles. Oh, right. And they didn't think it was appropriate. Censorship. England, probably. Yeah, proper English censorship. Um, anyway, I won't get into the Troubles. <laughs> we could, that's a whole different uh, um, thing, but apparently, Robbie found the track by going through his brother's record collection because he wasn't a fan of rock at all. He was just a hip hop, hip hop, funk guy. So he, yeah, didn't like Bowie necessarily. Just thought it was quite a good hook and, and just nicked it. Um, so he obviously got into a bit of hot water <laughs> for stealing two of the biggest bands on the planet, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, once you've been stabbed five times and left in a pool of blood, it's, you know, what, what's a bit of thieving? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I think he's still a bit sort of upset about it. Um, you know, he thinks it's really unfair that he was like at the vanguard of this whole thing where, you know, everyone's sampling now. He's the first person to do it, which is, of course, absolute nonsense. But he, you know, no one did it in sort of such egregious fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and he got, um, I think, really hammered legally for it. Um, Rolling Stone uh rolling stone said that though the copyright issue uh, is a landmark case and vanilla ice literally paid the price for violating the plagiarism laws uh queen and david bowie were the ultimate losers who are now forever linked to him through a collaboration they had no choice uh, no choice in joining <laughs> yeah yeah that's tough <laughs> which i mean it's a bit of a slam um he these days reckons, uh, you know, yeah, it was amazing, and he, you know, created masterpiece and everything. But um, his fans actually prefer his um, his current music, which I'm not about to. But he's still going. Are you? He's still putting oh, stuff yeah. out. Jeez. Oh yeah. Well, you thought you thought someone was going to shoot him? <laughs> actually, <laughs> thought he melted. <laughs> um, I'm. I'll just put a bit of, of under pressure on because you know it's like a palate yeah. cleanser. You know. Oh, what does he look like now? Does he still wear a shell suit? I'm thinking no. Gonna <laughs> Google. This is great. It really is. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen this? Vanilla ice in a um in a Santa hut. <laughs> ice ice baby too cold for Christmas Stop. mix. Stop it. <laughs> Someone's 
like macked that on his head though, haven't they? Yeah, and it's like it. That's alright then. <laughs> Vanilla ice goes Amish? Amish. That's a TV series. Stop. Yeah. Oh wow. That could be an interesting watch. Do you want to take one for the team there, Hannah? <laughs> you can forgive, like, scatting normally outside of a jazz record from the 30s is sort of against nature, in my view, except if you're Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Sorry, memory of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie Murphy. Barely started on the gin. Jeez. <laughs> Something about vanilla ice. <laughs> Everything about it makes me laugh. Um, yeah, no one else particularly thanked him for his white boy rapper act either. <laughs> no shit. Um <laughs> Eminem has famously said that when he heard Ice Ice Baby, he felt like he didn't want to rap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, but wasn't Ice, well, wasn't Vanilla Ice like before Eminem? Like quite a bit before? No? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, Slim Shady's been going for some time. And uh, <laughs> well, there nearly wasn't a Slim Shady thanks to Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Um, he said, I was so mad because he was making it real hard for me. <laughs> You mean everyone didn't just... model himself on vanilla ice? Oh, I've, Shocker. I've got a couple more just very brief facts um, for you before we can well and truly move on. Um, in 19... <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so much. In 1998, he released an album entitled Hard to Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Houston Press declared... I saw his baby to be the worst song ever to yeah. emanate from Texas. <laughs> oh. um, it's been on numerous compilations on VH1 and MTV yeah. as being the worst uh, song, you know, in history, in the 90s, in rap, that white people ever produced, you know, just everything. Well, let's not forget he's 17. But... He's come back. <laughs> I know, why do they always look like they had a yogurt pot underneath their hat? <laughs> I could never understand that. There must have been something under there. What is it? I don't know. And and yes, it uh, appears on the soundtrack for 13 going on 30. Have you ever seen that film? No, it sounds terrible. Oh, no, it's good. Is it really? Yeah. I think it might even be on Netflix at the moment. It's Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. You've never seen it, really? No, I don't think so. It's a bit like a Freaky Friday thing. She, like, makes a wish as a 13-year-old because... Well, you've already not sold it to me with shit. the soundtrack, to be honest. Well, it, then she gets transported back to the early 90s, I guess. I thought it was the 80s, actually, but I guess it was. Um, the early 90s, if Ice Ice Baby is in it. And um, no, that's the wrong way around. I'm so, so sorry. So she's 30 and she gets no, transported back to being 13. No, I got it around the wrong way. And I literally, I, I just rewatched this not that long ago, so this is outrageous. No, she's a kid um, and... She wishes her life was different and that she could be 13, grown up and do whatever she wanted. And she just wakes up 
And she is. In her 30-year-old body, successful, but maybe not a very nice person. And then she yeah. tries to fix it and stuff. Anyway, it's really good. Oh, the other way around sounds much more fun. 30 <laughs> going on 30. A bit like us, but like 40 going on 14. It case. would be so problematic, Hannah. <laughs> I can't even begin to like think about what a 30-year-old might go back thinking is appropriate as a 13-year-old. Mm. Like it's certainly maybe on an episode of Girls, HBO Girls, maybe. That's pretty much the speed we're talking here, I reckon. Anyway, I was supposed to... Um, to mention the um, the band Top of the Pops video now because I was going to say it was banned because of the explosions in the Northern Ireland um, Troubles video from Under Pressure video. Uh-huh. And speaking of Irish. <laughs> Not the Cranberries. They had more than one hit. <sighs> I didn't know they were Irish. What? Well, they're not. Well, they're oh. American Irish, like, oh, as, as Irish as Americans can no. be. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lily's breathing away. You didn't like this either. No. What? I mean, it's, again, I, it's a bit. You never me, jumped to this that party. I did, I did, but but you hated every minute of it. It's a bit like Rage Against the Machine and. Um, Reef, not that, not that I'm saying they sound anything like each other, but they're songs that I really did not like at the time. Or bands that I really didn't like. Do you really not like this? And now, you know, a few years on, I like them because they remind me of a time and a place. But no, at the time I wasn't a fan. I really like this tune. Was it? We were at a gig a little while ago. Well, I mean, ages ago, pre-COVID, and we were talking about like this is Cypress Hill, isn't it? No. <laughs> No, Cypress Hill are not Irish, House as Pain. far as I know. Who is this? It's House, House Pain. Pain, yeah. Okay, no, we're talking about Cypress It was, I, it was, who's that cool Australian band we went to see? Uh, um, oh, oh, Olympia. Olympia. And all of a sudden they just started playing loads of, Olympia didn't, but like all the intro, like the in-between the band's music, it ended up being House of Pain. And then we went oh, to a no. bar and they were playing House of Pain as well. It was weird. Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Okay. That was interesting. No, I mean, that gig was really good. It was. That was about a year ago now. <sighs> anyway, this little beauty was released on May the 5th in 1992. And probably got something to tell you about that. <laughs> All right. We were just... Oh, so good. Maybe so, so. so, so. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was Cypress Hill. What does that tell you? All right. Okay, House of Pain are made up of... Um, I feel like I left one of them out. I think I did. <laughs> one of what? One of House of Pain? No, I didn't. It's here. I've, com- I've confused myself by putting the Laros all over my notes and, and then changing my order. Anyway, House of Pain. They took their name from... Um, H.G. Uh, Wells' novel, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, have you ever read it? No. I haven't but either. I did not expect them to have named anything after an H.G. Wells novel. I know. They're going to surprise you, I reckon. <laughs> um, there was a 96 movie with Val Kilmer called The Island of Dr. Moreau. No, I've no, I did. It's, pretty, it's bad. No, it's a bad movie. Um, I'm going to fade them out a little bit. Once I again, won't I'm be being... watching it in the near future then. Tad distracted by... Good chown. Um, yeah, so Val Kilmer's the main, <laughs> the main guy in it. 
that was my Brummie accent, actually. <laughs> Slap. Okay. Um, yeah, Dr. Moreau is about, and I'm basing this on the movie because I have not read the H.G. Wells novel. Um, it's about a guy who um, is basically hybridizing humans mm. on his own private island and he's just playing God and he's just a megalomaniac, complete nightmare. And Marlon Brando plays Dr. Moreau. And he's, you know, typically Marlon Brando-ish in the movie. Like, But then I read, because I was looking up for this, um, that uh, apparently his daughter Cheyenne had just committed suicide. He, they were supposed to flesh out his part and everything. Um, but then his daughter died. And Marlon he, Brando's daughter? Yeah. Oh, God. And he had taken an island, like, nearby for himself. So he just would just bugger off back to the island and what, he didn't he want to communicate. It, rented it. I think what? he was renting it while they were filming because it's kind of like a tropical island and um he refused to basically even talk he refused to even learn his lines he insisted on having like an earpiece and have them pipe his lines through to him so yeah you can definitely tell he's massively sort of phoning in like you know that was the reason it's very sad probably should have taken some time off yeah i mean he's such a big name though they probably just agreed to anything to keep him on like he probably did want to break his contract and they were like "Mm, you know anyway um oh and they're so enamored apparently with this novel that um they named their uh 2011 tour um the man who shall not be uh, named which is also i guess dr moreau from the book he had a name though it was dr moreau yes but he was the man who (laughs) should not be named stop saying it It's like the candy man. Oh. Don't say it too many times. Ah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, House of Pain consists of three dudes, Everlast, DJ Lethal, and Danny Boy. Um, they, They're real names. They're, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's Ever. It's Mr. Last. Ever Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they met Robbie in the street, they'd beat the crap out of him. Don't you think? Danny Van... <laughs> He'd have a real flat on. <laughs> um, so they all got together in LA, but I think they're all from New York slash Long Island slash Island. Well, you know, they're not actually DJ Lethal. Well, I'll get to him. The other guy, the Everlast and Danny Boy, they have a Irish <laughs> background. I can't believe we're part of the Irish community. <laughs> Conversation with me asking Cypress Hill from Ireland. <laughs> <gasps> no, that's a pain or not. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. <clears throat> we'll start with Danny Boy because his role in the band is slightly confusing to me. Um, his name is Daniel O'Connor. He's from Brooklyn. Um, and he's the hype man, the second MC. So I think he just doesn't seem to do an awful lot. Like if you watch um the jump around video. He, he's just kind of making sort of hand bears, gang signs. He's playing bears. He is. He is. He's Baba OJ. <laughs> Everyone needs a bears. Maybe he is their spiritual leader. I don't know. Um, he's a massive fan of the 80s film The Outsiders. Have you seen The Outsiders? Oh, I have not. It's like a star studder back in the 80s. Got like, I think it was Tom Cruise's first role. <sighs> and I think I might be lying and saying Kevin Bacon, but um, you know who's in it? The guy from Something About Mary. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, thank you. And uh, the I guy from Southland. I can't believe him from the, the, the guy from Something About Mary. Well, not the guy from Singles. Yeah, and that. <laughs> and that. That I met in New York outside a club. 
he was really nice. Yeah, well, we'll not, come, not we'll sleazy nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, um, so, uh, and The Outsiders is based on a book by Essie Hinton. Um, and the film um, was, um, well, it's basically a house full of these kind of guys who look after themselves and don't really have parents kind of thing. And um, Danny Boyd bought the house, which I think is in Oklahoma. Uh, he's such a big fan that he bought the house that the movie was filmed in, and he is a um, a prolific uh, collector of um, memorabilia from the film. Anyway, that's pretty amazing. So he bought the house so he can fill it with film memorabilia and like recreate. He wants to recreate the whole thing like it was a in the movie. Wow! And he's going to open it as a museum. That's yeah. really cool. This is like basically his live stream, and yeah, uh, up until I has to paint go back together again. That's what he was doing. We should do that for, uh, for singles. Let's, 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 let's buy that apartment in Seattle. I love that idea. Definitely do We that. need to set up a Patreon account. Yeah, well, some bank robbing might be involved as well. Um, we need to look Vanilla Ice up for some advice on that. Or not. Um, DJ Lethal. The Dex spinner fella. Um, Dangerous on the decks. He's not Irish. He um, he's well, aka Leo Dimant. He's actually Latvian. He was oh. born in Riga, and his dad was um, a musician. And they moved to Jersey City, where he he grew up. Um, and oh yeah, this is a bit of a weird fact. I'm a little bit of a Latvian. Did you know that? Could be could be related to him. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Maybe you are related to DJ Lethal. Um, uh, he so they toured while they were touring. They um, employed this young band um, to be one of their support acts, and they got on really well with them. And that band was Limp Biscuit. Oh. And DJ Lethal joined Limp Biscuit oh. after House Pain disbanded. Um, and last but not least, Everlast, who is the rapper, the guy you hear <laughs> singing, I don't know, singing, rapping, uh, a.k.a. Eric Schrody. A.k.a. After like the boxing brand or something. I suppose so. Um, he's also known as Whitey Ford and he was a teenage graffiti artist and just bad boy. Uh, he went to school um, in L.A. He was at school with um, some N.W.A. members oh. like uh, Ice Cube and Crazy D. Uh, he was really good friends with, he became really good friends with Ice-T and he became like a, a bit of a protege. And he released an album before House Pain ever came back. It was a, not well received, I don't think. But um, so, yeah, he's always been mentored by Ice-T, who I have always thought seems like a really nice bloke. Yeah, he does seem cool. Um, and yeah, he's cracking on to this day as a solo artist and House Pain get back together and they've toured. Um, they've also formed um, a super group with a band called Slain, who I've never heard of, um, and they're called Coca Nostra. Not that super, then. Well, it's very clever. <laughs> um, I'm just going to stick it back on again. <laughs> with the good bit. Um, he most recently uh, released Whitey Ford's House of Pain as an album. Oh, yeah, in 1996, he converted to Islam from Catholicism. From what? From Catholicism. Oh. Catholicism? Yeah. Catholicism. No? Catholicism? Catholicism. Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> I'm a bloody Catholic. <laughs> so am I. 
Oh I God, mean, going straight down. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Apparently, <laughs> um, he's now an atheist though, and uh, quite he, a conversion. It is, yeah. He's uh, he's married to penthouse pet Kasha Riley. <laughs> Good pen. Yeah. Um. Anyway, funny you should bring up Cypress Hill because um, the tune, which was originally um, produced by DJ Muggs, so not with the lyrics and stuff, but which obviously make it, um, it was offered to Cypress Hill first and they passed. Oh. And they got passed to Ice Cube and he passed. Huh. So but you have to think that. they do regret that. Yeah, it's one of those very rare occasions where you, you would wish you did something different. Um, it, uh, it samples, do you know what it samples? Do you know this? I'm nope. familiar with this. It's, uh, the Harlem Shuffle by Bob and Earl. It goes a bit differently. <laughs> well, they kind of nicked the first bit. <laughs> that was I pretty much this. it. <laughs> it was 1963. Um, so yeah, these guys are called Bob and Earl. Bob was actually Robert Bird, friend of James Brown, soul jazz singer, and he was a stepfather of Carleen Anderson, who we talked about oh, in the G-Pod. Oh, cool. Nice link. Like it. Yeah. Also known as Bobby Day. So everyone has, everyone has a different name, a.k.a. everything. That's actually what this episode should be called, a.k.a. everything. <laughs> it also, uh, this song, as it is, featured um, in the 1989 film Shag. Do you remember that? Shag? Yeah. No. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh, it's really good. I mean, quite I mean, a film education here. <laughs> it's great. It's got Bridget Fonda in it. Very young, very blonde. She plays the bad girl, which she never plays. You know, she's always Janet Livermore, isn't she? Shag as in the carpet. As in the dance, yes. the 1960s little dance, and it's about know, a group of girls. And let me see who's in it as well. Annabeth Gish, who's in Myth- Mystic Pizza. I was about to say, no. Mystic Pizza. And that is <laughs> oh no, I forgot to mention that. I was going to say that. Um, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Anyway, um, you should check it out. It also has uh, Phoebe Cates and uh, Paige Hanna, who is an unknown actress to me then, and she sort of still is now, but I was like, isn't something about her? And I couldn't remember what it was because she hasn't really been in anything since. She's Daryl Hannah's little sister. Oh, wow. What's her name again? Paige Hanna. Paige Hanna. She's not, she's not very good. Bless her. You could me, she, you know, she's putting on her up to, yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's not really... I think she was a model as well back in the 80s and not more. Anyway, so this, that's the Harlem Shuffle. But they also sample... What, in the same song? Yes. They also sample um, this one, which is Chubby Chucker. And if you can hear it. That... It's like the piano. It's Popeye the Hitchhiker. I like it, it's cute. <laughs> See, you might not like the finished product, but you like what went into it, and that's all right. It's just not rap, rap's just not your jam, is it? <laughs> Please don't play me Limp Biscuit now. I am not going to play you Limp Biscuit. I would not do that to you. That's just plain evil. Um, you know the <laughs> noise yeah. in it? 
Um, lots of people have said they nicked it off Prince's tune. Get off. And that they don't like to tell anybody this because then they'd have to pay royalties. But they still maintain to this day that it's actually a squeal of um, a saxophone. Oh, because it kind of reminds me of... Um, does Lulu do it in, uh, in Shout or something? I don't know. I can just totally imagine that. That's what it reminded me of. This is cool. I bought this single for Jane. Her birthday, I think. Although, of course, I don't like it. It's too rappy for you. Time to start I like another podcast. podcast. <laughs> Lily's rap podcast. <laughs> I would happily listen to this more, but... Oh, that, that's... Rosie Gaines. From the 90s. Next. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Um, um, so, yeah. Irish rappers. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> um, it got into the UK top 10 twice. They oh, re-released it twice? the following year. I don't know. People just couldn't get enough of it. I know you definitely weren't one of them. Um, and it got to number three on the Billboard charts. I'd like to know, well, how come America has like loads of different charts? Like they've got rock chart and easy listening and country and, da, 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 and we've just got the top 40. Yeah, well, didn't we we always had two, didn't we? There was like the, and I, I never we? probably, we had the Gallup chart and then the something else chart and Top of the Pops used one and someone else used the other. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It was like every, when, when did the, when did the charts come out was it every friday or something i remember talking to my friends and i was like oh, what's number one on the chart and be like oh but which time was top of the pops was it thursday night or friday night oh maybe it was thursday night so maybe the charts came out on thursday or or are we thinking of like when the new films because films would already no, be it was sunday on thursday. it was sunday wasn't it they announced <sighs> then, it on sunday like at about oh i can't remember three or four p.m because then you had also what was that tv show on a saturday morning oh yeah uh, the chart show Oh yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> Maybe that was it. So the chart show used one chart, and then there was the Gallup chart. Oh, okay. something else, or I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I've only got um, a few more things to tell you about House of Pain. Don't worry, we can move on. I have no idea how you're going to react to the third one. Um, House of Pain, uh, jump around, um, appeared on the soundtracks. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, ninety-three, oh, fantastic film. <laughs> Um, with our lovely Robin Williams, uh, Black Hawk Down in 2001, mm-hmm. war movie, yep. apparently something about Somalia. And I thought I it think was about, I've seen it. I thought it was about helicopters, and I'm just making that up. Is war. that what a Black Hawk is? Oh, I don't know. I thought no, that's I what it was. I can imagine it's a good name for a chopper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got Josh Hartnett in it, and. Finally, Bridget Jones's Baby from 2016, which I didn't even know had come out. No. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, Rings Bells. I, I don't think I've seen it. No, I'm just going to point blank refuse to see that one, actually. Right, okay. This is the last one-hit wonder of the eve. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know this one? Is this Space Man? No. Oh. Oh. I 
It's Len. Steal my sunshine. I do like Len. I don't know any other. Oh, they're hit. <laughs> uh, this one. This was in some movies, wasn't it? Yes. So, it was in Go, okay. which I loved, and there was some terrible acting in it, but I still loved it. It was so fun. The script was fantastic. It was really let down by, I'm sad to say, and in particular, British actor, who's never been seen again, thankfully. He was, I mean, he just reeked. I don't know. He played the character Simon in it, and he was, he was truly awful. It was, Am I thinking the right film? Is that the one with, um, what's his name? Uh, Tom Cruise's... It's got uh, Casey Holmes in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. is in it. She's great in it. Yeah, I think she's, she's great in Dawson's Creek. I mean, she's a great actress. She really is, even if you think she sold out to marry Tom Cruise, which, hey, <laughs> she's not a Scientologist anymore, so. Um, anyway, so um, this is uh, a song that is a, a faithful story, a faithful retelling of a night out um, that singer Mark Costanza went on. He'd had a big fight with his sister, Sharon, who is the girl singing right. in this. And it's just basically what happened that night, which is kind of a lot of nothing, really. But it was, in fact, they, they nearly didn't even add it to the album. It was just kind of a bit of a jokey thing. Oh, I don't think I've ever really listened to the lyrics. Just, you know, I know that refrain. That's about it. Yeah, there's a bit, I don't know if you remember, where he shouts, Sharon, I love you. Uh, we'll have to hang on and listen to it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> At least quite near the end, anyway. Um, the music video was directed by Mark Costanza as well, as the singer. Um, he made it a stipulation in his record contract that he would direct all of the music videos, really? and they let him. This is actually from their third album, which is called "You Can't Stop the Bum Rush." Back in '99, are they Canadian? So maybe they were big in Canada. You know, like Sis and Dick were big in Belgium. Nickel back and run for their money. Apparently, the video. Do you remember watching the video? I've got a feeling it's in. They're riding around on their stuff. Yes. But I could have made that up. Yeah, and they're on scooters and they're jet skis. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, they they spent a hundred thousand dollars on it, and they spent so much on booze. They broke the uh, hotel elevator trying to get out of their room. <laughs> and after <laughs> that, they were like, what are we going to do with the other, like, 2 feet left? <laughs> and that's why it's a bit of a cheapy phone-in. But I uh, know, I think it works. <laughs> we must have missed Sharon, I love you. Yeah, because it's, it's about to end. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it reached number eight in the UK, number nine in the Billboard, Hot 100, and number three in Canada. Um... And you might have noticed there's another sample in this as well. It's all about the samples in these Yeah, is it like the clippity cloppity bit? It is. And this. It's not immediately apparent. You've just got to wait for it. Sample loads of it, to be fair to them. This is um, Andrea True Connection. 
It's from 1976. Very, um, did really well as a disco single. I can imagine. It's called More, More, More. I like it. So take me where you want to. Okay. Yeah. Of course, I know this. So Andrea True uh, was a somewhat prolific porn actress in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. And she starred in nearly fifty films. Decided to switch it up. The story goes that she basically she got stuck doing a film that she'd been given basically a suitcase full of money for. And some new tax rules came in, and basically they said you've either got to spend it here or forfeit it as you go through customs. Oh, wow. What did she do? She put it into a single and she recorded it. <laughs> that is so cool. She reinvented herself. Um, she obviously, I mean, if she was doing porn in the 80s, so she obviously still, she continued when Andrea True Connection didn't exactly take off the way she wanted. That's a long career in porn. It certainly is. Wow. <laughs> It's like it is. Um, that's, thank is you, this Andrew. song like about porn then? Like it kind of makes sense. I mean, how do you like it? <laughs> more, more, more. I mean, it does beg the question, doesn't it? Um, she's got a great voice. You can you can watch the video on YouTube though, and she's ironically as a performer, she's not great in it. You know, dancing wise, she. Do you know what it reminded me of? Katie Price doing the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and that's just... Oh, here you go. Okay, yeah. What an interesting choice. Of... Not just song, but bit in a song. Just that one tiny bit, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, um, Mark Costanza wanted to do an alternating viewpoint in the song uh-huh. with his sister, Sharon. Um, it was designed to mirror the human leagues, Don't You Want Me Baby. Oh, wow. I was a massive fan of that song. Wow. I just like the setup of it and the structure. He's like a producer and he's done loads of stuff. So he's, you know, a fairly accomplished bloke, really. And, uh, yeah. That's it. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. That is not what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> no. <this evening. laughs> I know. Was... I didn't mean to be obscure so much as, you know, they... They were all on loads of soundtracks. They all sample somebody else's music, and it, it's all quite like stuff you wouldn't necessarily expect any of them to sample. Yeah, no, quite it's, frankly. It's, it's great. When you mentioned One Hit Wonders, I, I was thinking, are they Stilt Skins, Space Mat, like the Levi's adverts? No, well, I was thinking. Field you'd talk to me with. <laughs> I think we should do a Levi's adverts. Yeah, good idea. Um, Muso compilation. Cool, like it. I think we've got to. Yeah, so that. I, I did think about it, but then I didn't want to go there. Let's save it for a Levi's episode, like a special. All right. Good thinking about man. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, you're very welcome. Do you have any credits? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> What's wrong with me <laughs> every single week? Okay. Uh, I have Cosmopolitan.com, Rolling Stone, um, Wikipedia, The Guardian, Smash Hits. Weirdly. Oh, okay. um, CW.com and the Irishexaminer.com. Some very interesting some facts more, about House of Pain. <laughs> some more Irish press. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And uh, oh, yeah. And you can find us on various oh, yes. stuff where Facebook, Society Esmogenics Podcast, we are on Instagram um, as the same 
we um you can send us a voice message if you log on to anchor fm and you look us up that's very exciting if we ever get one we will absolutely play it (laughs) so do it please it would be lovely and uh, please please give us a five-star review yeah apple podcast that would be amazing too that would really help us reach a few more listeners yes um and thank you to two birds gin um it's very nice winter fruits is it winter fruits yeah it's not bad is it very nice yeah. and what's the tonic it's we'll merchant's heart pink peppercorn mm, it's very before. nice it's very and good. not only do we have bacon fries this evening we've got smoky barbecue crunch oh wait mm-hmm. let me do the bacon fry thing because i've got to do it i'm so sorry and then mm. i'm gonna crunch on some crunchy corn Mm-mm. right well there's <laughs> something wrong with us okay <laughs> thanks right. Lily I'm about to go and play Hannah the full um, Vanilla Ice album to the extreme <laughs> which followed by a lip biscuit <laughs> <laughs> good All right. night cheers bye